Aloha, everybody. I hope you're all playing it safe during the COVID-19 sheltering. And this show was done right in the middle of that. And we all got a little bit tipsy. So it went really long and it was funny. So I decided to go ahead and keep it and just make a two-parter out of it. And I hope you enjoy it. And I will say this right now. Have a couple of drinks. It, uh, you'll probably enjoy the show a lot better. Oh, boy. From Digitiki.com Ah! Oh! I see it! I see it! A line of beautiful girls dressed as stormtroopers, black patent leather boots, SM. Love it. All marching together! Two, three, kick, turn, 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 kick, turn. It will work! That is genius! Genius! Welcome to the Quiet Village. Welcome back to another visit here at the Quiet Village. I am your host, Digitiki, coming to you direct from digitiki.com, broadcasting from the heart of the Quiet Village. And I am here with two very good friends of mine from Palm Springs, Sean and Dia. Hi. Aloha. Hi there. And we are doing the COVID-19 show because we're doing this all via Skype. And uh, we're having a wonderful time and because we've already gone through a round of drinks and I didn't hit record yet. So uh, if a lot <laughs> happens, <laughs> it's go downhill from here. That's right. It's going down. So if, if a lot happens, just ignore it and know that I am editing the worst parts out. But Sean and Dia were just telling me they both have theater degrees. Both. Yes. 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 And, yes. And, and well, I have a drama degree, and you have. Although Sean has a, a fancier theater degree than I do, he has a BFA, and I only have a BA. Better than a BS. Uh, so he's sorry. <laughs> or or a BM. Not as good, not not as, good as, as a BM. See, I'm going to put that in the not show. I'm putting that in the show. I swear to God, that's funny. <laughs> oh, I was a backstage person. So, so you do you want cool. to rephrase that? <laughs> oh, that's very true. I was a stage manager. Stage manager. There you go. Yeah, so I so I got paid, and then I got sick of that, and then I went to law school. But I, I loved my time in the theater and and suggested right. that we do this show. Yes, Dia's <laughs> online name is Starry Decisis. <laughs> and for yeah. those of you who don't know what that is, look it up. It is a legal term. It's legit. What, it, what does it mean, Marty? I have no idea. <laughs> That's the perfect name. Perfect. All right. But it's pronounced, Start it's it's spelled S-T-A-R-E, like stare, isn't it? Stare. S-T-A-R-E, yes. Yeah, stare, like D-E-C-I-S. Oh, no. Yeah, it's Latin. It's Latin. It's it is Latin, Latin yes. all the vowels, yeah. Transit sick Gloria. I didn't know Gloria was sick. Downhill from here. Yeah, see? All right. Yeah, second Mai Tai's coming. So, yeah, usually I say I've got my Mai Tai with me, but right now my wife is mixing a Mai Tai, my second, and uh, so I'm going to have it with me shortly. And we're going to – so he- here's the deal. I when I've been starting – like almost from the moment I met you guys, we were talking mm-hmm. about – Dia told me, uh, you know, like every good fan of the show, here's what you need to do. <laughs> That's true. As she put that cigarette out on the table without a so, no, she um she said here's what you need to do. Yeah, you need to do a Broadway exotica, and I thought you're right because here's the deal: you knew it, and you know what I know, <laughs> and you know it, and I know that you know uh, that all of these exotica cats played a lot of Broadway tunes, especially Denny and Lyman. So it was one of those things like, uh, yeah, I guess I should do one. So after, uh, after a long time of her pestering me to get, come on the show, I finally relented. I didn't, call it pestering? Yeah, I didn't have a good excuse to say no. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm really Because we're trapped inside. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I had no <laughs> excuse this time. No, but she had a great idea. So, I mean. 
to to your guys' credit, you guys put together a a list of tunes, and they were fantastic. So, Thank you. So, so yeah. So this is going to be really fun because here's the deal. Um, during the the 50s and 60s, and mostly the 60s, because Exotica really came out in the late 50s, late late 50s. Um, most people don't realize. Well, they might realize most people weren't alive then, but let's face it. Um, uh, Broadway shows were really big, and the movies for the Broadway shows were big. I mean, you can think of like The Sound of Music came out in the 60s in the theaters, and my mom remembers going to see it, and it was like Star Wars. She said people lined up around the theaters. Mm-hmm. It played, and she was in San Diego, and she said it played in this one theater for a year, like an entire year. Yeah. Well, the interesting part is that, so, you know, Broadway was obviously on Broadway, and not a lot of people could could go and afford to go to see the actual musicals on stage. And actually, Ed Sullivan started to do snippets of the shows on on his show, and the popularity of that actually caused the the people in Hollywood to say, hey, you know, they've done Hollywood shows, um, they've done movies of Hollywood shows, but they did a lot of original work, so... Because of the popularity of, of Peter Pan and, and the Mary Martin shorts on Ed Sullivan's show, they thought, you know, this this is a medium that we could possibly actually start doing in the movies with, you know, the classical Rogers and Hammerstein movies and, you know, Oklahoma and uh, Carousel and that sort of thing. So it, it that started to become popular just because it, it actually jumped from TV and then into movies when, I'd say, the second round of, of Broadway musicals in Hollywood got popular and that's and that's what you were talking about. And that's when Carol Burnett hit too cuz she was actually doing The Princess and the Pea on Broadway which I have to say and a lot of people are going to laugh their ass off. Um I hate, to, I hate to I hate to tell you Once Upon a Mattress. Once Upon Sorry. a Mattress. Yes. Once Upon a Mattress Broadway Once Upon a Mattress. Sorry. Once Upon a Mattress. I actually played the wizard in high school in Once Upon a Mattress. <laughs> Amazing. Please, please, please tell me that there's 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 um, there's like eight millimeter footage of it. There's old VHS somewhere, and beta. There's a beta tape. Oh, so it was it was hilarious because the director of the sh- the the drama director was totally like open to everything and like let let the kids kind of play with it and have fun with it. So I said, "Can I do this as Richard Nixon?" <laughs> <laughs> and I did the I did like my audition piece and it was a scene with me and one of my best friends at the time um and we were auditioning for another part so we read together and I said can I do this as Richard Nixon and he said sure why not and then they said hold up John who was my friend he's like John uh we'd like to have him read another scene with the queen Will you play the queen in the scene? And this guy, he's he's very big. So he comes out and he does it as Carol Burnett doing like, my beloved people. So we got, I got cast in Once Upon oh, a Mattress as, as Richard Nixon as the wizard. And he got cast as the queen. <laughs> and he did the whole show with that voice. You know, I love it. oh my God, it was hilarious. Nobody song. understands me. Nobody. So Nixon was still in office when you were in high school, though, right? No. <laughs> I'll get you for this. <laughs> I'll get you, my pretty. Mm-hmm. And your little dog, Checkers, too. It's dueling Nixon. So anyway, yes. It, my my whole point before this 10-minute rant was <laughs> the fact that... Was the fact that uh, uh, Carol Burnett, I think she went on Ed Sullivan's show and did one of the tunes from Once Upon mm-hmm. a Mattress and was a big hit. So, yeah. I think you're right. And I, I love musicals. Right. I, I'm going to say this right now. I, I absolutely love Sound of Music. I can watch over and over. And I love My Fair Lady. I like the old ones, like My Fair Lady, Oklahoma. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which was never a Broadway musical. It was actually no, it was done true. just for the movies. Just for MGM. MGM, right? And uh, Calamity Jane. I love Calamity Jane. Oh, 
I love Doris Day. Doris Day is fantastic. Oh, I love Calamity. Although, again, I don't think that was the Broadway show first, but I could be totally wrong on that. Maybe not. She was fantastic in that movie. Well, Doris Day is fantastic in everything. Yes. I'm actually going to let everybody in on it. Um, we paused, and we're all like at the end of our second round of drinks here. And uh, yeah, that's oh, that, that actually sounded worse than it did, didn't it? Uh, keep it in, keep it in. All right, I'm keeping that in. I won't edit it out. We will not fix that in post. So, no. all right. So, so anyway, this this trip, I'm I'm calling the show Tiki's Over Broadway. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because why not? Right? Why not? Well, well, can can, can we can we have a confession time? I love musicals. My husband, um... I like them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. We were, we, were, we were talking earlier. There, there are certain ones I think that are obviously classics and they're really good. Um, I, I think we're more Sondheim fans, like newer yeah. stuff that I don't <laughs> think would be recorded. Well, that's, by, yeah, that's you know, true. Well, but because Sondheim came later. Yeah. But I think what's fascinating about... Uh, Exotica uh, covering Broadway is, of course, you know, you have 20 million versions of Ballet High. Um, of course, South yes. Pacific lends itself to the Exotica genre. But I, I love the fact that um, when I was actually looking at the albums that I had, the LPs that I had, there was, you know, the the Arthur Lyman and, and Martin Denny and, 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 you know, the big Exotica artists covered a lot of Broadway show tunes and it's because really you know i don't know why they did it but at the time a lot of people covered show tunes why the hell would you do that no idea (laughs) but uh you know a lot it was it was broadway show tunes were part of the popular music that that was part of the mainstream music so it made sense that those folks were were covering these same songs as well and it is interesting to see uh the obscure well, I wouldn't say obscure, but the 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 types of musicals and the songs that they chose to cover because they not necessarily the ones that you think that they would cover. Yeah. Uh, like um, some Fiddler on the Roof and My Fair Lady. Uh, those were kind of like, hmm, really, Arthur Lyman covered Fiddler on the Roof. So, I and I, I love I love his uh, cover of Sunrise Sunset and both Arthur Lyman and Martin Denny did. Broadway albums that were just Broadway yes. tunes. Yes, I mean that's that's how big that yeah. genre was. It was big at the time. It was huge. It was huge. It was like you got it. Um, and and nowadays there's there's a lot of I would call them standards that people don't realize were Broadway numbers or musicals. You know, like we were like we were talking Hernando's Hideaway. That wasn't a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Red Sails in the Sunset, which is a classic Hawaiian. That was in an old, I think, 1930s musical. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, I did. Ah. I, I, I did. I did. Sean's going to be the nerd of this I, podcast. I did, I did my research. And don't way we go. Every single one of these musicals. Okay, so Red... to give you factoids that you never ever wanted to know. But he's going to. Here we go. So Red Sails in the Sunset was from a musical called Provincetown Follies. The classic. Uh, it, 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 it ran for 63 whole performances from November 3rd, 1935 <laughs> to sometime in December 1935. But here's the weird part about about uh, Red Sails of the Sunset. It was recorded by Bing Crosby, Guy Lombardo, Louis Armstrong, Nat King Cole, Tab Hunter, Paul Anka. The Beatles did a recording at the Star Club in Hamburg. That's Domino, Connie Francis, wow. Stevie Wonder, Dean Martin, Perry Como, and Dave Rubeck. So I mean, that just to shows name a few. The, yeah, to name, name a few. few. And I mean, that just shows how much uh, Broadway musical and the, and the classics and the standards just were part of mainstream culture at the time, and it wasn't just reserved for musical theater nerds like me. No, well, it, it was a you know it was a big deal. I mean, people loved that stuff, and they went to see it, and they went, they flocked to movie theaters to see him when it was adapted for film. So you know what? We've gabbed. 
Let's go to our first tune, yeah. shall we? Let's go to our first okay, tune. Okay, let's I believe this is Arthur Lyman from the 66 album, correct? W- which which track? The Fiddler on the Roof track? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It is Lyman. It's a little bit of an obscure one, not that you, not one that you wouldn't think would be covered, not another South Pacific. Lyman 66, which came out in 42. Yep, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it was referring to age, not year. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Lyman 66. Actually, it's a really good album. Lyman 66. All right, let's do it. Fiddler on the Roof. Here we go. We're back. That, that was a very traditional Hawaiian-sounding rhythm there. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. it was. So yeah. the, mm-hmm. the, the other thing I want to make sure everybody listening understands, none of this stuff is going to sound like Quiet Village with bird calls and, and, and somebody in the background going, sunrise, sunset. Ah, ah, ah. You know, it's just not going to happen. That would have been amazing, by the way. Although, that so, would someone, be funny. Can we? Can someone we, should. Can so, we play sunrise? Should. Can we play sunrise sunset? Sunset. Okay, we we're we're gonna we're gonna stay on the fiddler on the add, roof. Can you add uh, bird calls to that? <laughs> I I can, I can. Should you though? Yeah. Do you want yeah, me to? Really? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I, yeah, just because one can doesn't mean <laughs> one should. Okay, let's do the whole real. <laughs> jungle thing here we go folks here is sunrise sunset with complete jungle ambience in the background right okay here we go
Okay, there you have it. We I, just made I Exotica. Think, I think, I think you just made an entirely new genre here. Yep. You, you just created an entirely new genre. What is it? Jungle on the Roof. Jungle, jungle on the Roof. I don't know. I, I don't know. I know what you call it. That's... Okay. It, it, all right. I need to do an episode now where I just take modern pop tunes and add jungle sounds. <laughs> and add jungle sounds and to it. Just add add jungle. Jungle. Yeah. Good. Why well, not? That, worked. that works. It actually worked pretty well, I have to say. It worked really well, actually. Why, why not? John, do you have any useless facts yes. about Sither on the <laughs> Roofy that you must know about? Uh, you must know about? No. But it was the uh, first musical in history to surpass 3,000 performances. Good God. Oh. <laughs> the original cast included, of course, Zero Mosso. B. Arthur was Yenta the Matchmaker. Adrian Barbeau was one of the daughters. What? Pia Zadora. Pia Zadora was one of the other daughters. Good old Pia. And then Bette Midler came on. She wasn't uh, in the original cast, but she came on as Zydel uh, later on. So, And it won nine out of ten Tonys. Okay, I have to say... the. Uh, uh, I saw it at the Pantages in L.A. with Topol, the guy who, Topol. The guy who yep. played it in, in the movie. What, now, when did you see what, – what year was that? Oh, my God. Oh, this has got to be maybe – oh, jeez. Like, I want to say it was 2009. From all our research, I, from all our research it said it was – I think it was 2009 was his farewell. Okay. It was 2009. There you go. You're a freaking nerd right now. So here we go. Cut. I'm gonna say two thousand nine ish, right? <laughs> yeah, we're sounds, fixing it in post. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. He's like a hundred years old and is supposed to have like little girl daughters. Yeah, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay, that was it. It was the Pantages, and it was like watching the movie. He was just like he was in the movie. It was amazing. Um, it was really, it was really good. And, um, so what are we, what are we going to do next? Yes. Mr. Well, I, I just wanted to add one thing about my favorite name for a character, which comes from this show, Laser Wolf. Laser Wolf. Oh yeah. I mean, that's so eighties, isn't it? Laser Wolf. That sounds Laser like Wolf. Laser Wolf 2000. <laughs> sounds like somebody on, on AOL. It, it sounds like it would be a... It's a, a, it's a metal band. It, yeah. Or it sounds like an Arnold Schwarzenegger It does. Or, you know, Laser yeah. Wolf. I love Laser Wolf. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper, Laser Wolf. Yes. So we, we've, we've done the fiddler on the roof. We are diverging. Uh, we're, we're actually spiraling here. So let's move That's on. Okay. Um, okay, cool. What, what, what other are we going to do next? I, uh, what tune would you like? What What do you? I don't know. Whatever you want to play. You're the boss. Well, okay. All right. Let's. I know we're not doing Ballad High, but are we no, going to do like no. here's 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 South Pacific? We're and not here's... doing Ballad Highs because I know. I've decided I'm going to do, and this is for all of you listening out there. I'm going to do another bonus. So we're going to do a bonus that you're not going to want to hear because it's going to be nothing but back to back versions of <laughs> Ballad High done by. <laughs> every other artist out there so because there's so many versions of Bally High. Guess what I always wanted. Yeah. So, well, I tell you what. We just did two Limans. Let's do two Denny's. What do you say? Okay, perfect. I love that. So I got oh. one that was on my list. It's uh, America from oh, yes. West Side Story done by Martin Denny, which is actually not done by Martin Denny because it's one of his ghosted albums. So this is not Martin Denny <laughs> doing... A song by Martin Denny. It's Martin Denny's version of America. So here we go.
Lil Denny doing uh, some America, which is a great musical. West Side Story. So did you know that in the movie, I'm sure everyone knows this, that Natalie Wood actually sung all of the songs? Mm-hmm. And she was told that she, well, she was told that she was going to be, uh, that her voice was going to be heard. She took all these vo- vocal lessons and everything else. And then post-production, they had somebody sing over her and she didn't know until... <laughs> Until later, she was she wasn't very happy about it. So in the end, it wasn't her on the film. The film. No, I no. heard the same with um, my fair lady. That's they, correct. They did the same with uh, um, um, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. And uh, I think there was a documentary where they actually played the original with her singing, and it wasn't oh. bad. And and I thought, well, it sounds more like the character. Yeah. But you yeah. you got to hand it what, here, here's a little trivia thing. One of the people who overdubbed so many of those artists was one singer. Her name was Marnie Correct. Nixon. Yes. And she actually did some overdubbing of uh Sound of Music. Oh, I didn't know so, that. So, yes, uh there are some not all, but some of the pieces of the tunes and some of the whole tunes are not julie andrews and if you listen to them back to back you cannot tell it sounds like julie andrews she was like the number one go-to she did all of my fair lady marnie nixon did um she did audrey hepburn's overdubs and uh, she did sound of music and a lot of other in fact okay here's another trivia i have there's a tiki album by the by the um out Islanders, which is like a studio group, but it's one of those rare albums by the Out Islanders, and it's got wordless vocals of oh, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's Marnie Nixon. Oh, that's cool. It's Marnie Nixon. So she oh. actually did a tiki, tiki track. Oh, how how hard is it to find that album? I've never heard of it. The album, it's never been released digitally. Uh, the LP is a little tricky to find. It's a Capitol record, so it's not like some really weird off. And, uh, yeah, it's got Marnie Nixon on there. That's cool. All right, so we need another Martin Denny Broadway tune. So what's what's another Martin Denny? I'm going to let you call this one. Did Denny Ooh. Do My Fair Lady? Because you, you were just talking about My Fair Lady. We Did were you? just talking about My Fair Lady. Or, I mean, if we're going to do another Denny, we could do Summertime from Porgy and Bess. Summertime from Porgy and Bess. Oh, let's do it. All right, here yeah. is from the Hypnotique album. This really is Martin Denny playing this one. From Hypnotique, uh, this is Martin Denny doing the Porgy and Best track, Summertime. Thank you. 
okay, there you got it. There, there, there it was. I didn't add those. That was the real deal. So uh, leave it, to, have, leave it, a... leave it to Denny to actually leave in the the bird and jungle sounds. That's my boy. There you go. That's my boy. So we we didn't invent a new genre. No, we didn't. But... No, it's Denny did it. Denny did it first. Denny like it. like most things. Yeah. Porgy and Bess. The weird thing about Porgy and Bess is Porgy and Bess was not a success in its original run. Oh. Uh, it, yeah, it, it didn't do well in like '35 when it premiered. It didn't do well until 1976. '35. It premiered in '35. It premiered in 1935. Um, and it didn't do well until 1976 when it was actually staged as an opera. So, so we both have a connect, kind of a connection to Porgy and Bess. When he was, when Sean was in Porgy and Bess in Orange County at the same time I was at Michigan Grand no uh, Detroit Opera Theater doing Porgy and Bess I was also stage managing that show so we were doing it at the same time across the country from each other yeah that's that's our little Porgy and Bess yeah I thought you, you were like gonna, a really good white guy. I thought you were going to say he proposed to you by saying is you is or is no. you ain't my baby <laughs> my baby no, he actually proposed to me using an otter. An otter? Can, that's, yes, yes, yes. He proposed to me at SeaWorld, and he used, he, there was an otter in a show that used to, you could tell the show there was an otter. He used to work at SeaWorld. We're going to cut this. I, yeah, we're cutting this. No, I think and, it's actually cool you used to work at SeaWorld. <laughs> tell yeah, me more. No, 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 no. We're, we're totally cutting this. We're totally cutting this. No, but so there was an otter in a show, and it, it would come out, and it was, it was, the, it was like Christmas time, and it would come out walking along with a present. And so I had seen the show earlier, so he, he came I've seen and, that show. So he surprised me, and the otter came out with my ring box walking towards me. That's yes. awesome. It why, was really cute. Why do you not want that told? That's fantastic. <laughs> We've got pictures. We have pictures. But, no, but the funny part was is so, you know, there's, this, there's, this cute, there's this cute otter coming forward, and he's, like, on one knee and, like, telling me these words of love, and all I could stare at was the otter being like, <laughs> You're like, oh my yeah. god, there's an otter coming <laughs> yeah, after me. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh no. my oh, god. Yeah. That's funny. I love that story. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, so I, I was going to ask what your guys' favorite musical was, but is it Porgy and Bass or is it something else? Or do it you have a, a favorite? Well,. I do have a favorite musical, although it's 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 a later musical that would Denny and Arthur Lyman and we're not even in the picture anymore. I, I love Sondheim, so one of my favorite musicals is Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, on the li- on a, on the list is Fiddler on the Roof. That goes that that on the list is Fiddler on the Roof. We've got a we've got a lot of good stuff here, but Fiddler on the Roof is. I, you know, I think I saw it when I was eight or nine for the first time, and I actually saw the stage version first. And, you know, eight or nine, when you realize you want a Jewish wedding, that means, you know, that means the musical's done something right. By the way, raised Catholic. Yeah. So, right. Jewish well, wedding was not... Although it's still a lot of want, guilt. He did... <laughs> very true. He did want to break a glass at our wedding, and I said, you can't stamp on... But I also love The King and I as well, but if I did choose, I would definitely be South Pacific, South because Pacific. I... I'm an island girl. Well, uh, I, I, yeah. From the I, island of Sicily. From the island of, of Sicily, Sicily, yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I love the show, love the musical, love behind it. I love everything behind it. So, oh, no, carefully, you have to be carefully taught was in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. 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 So, the, so the movie, the movie, uh, had, movie studio heads were actually concerned about having that in the movie because they were worried it was going to make the racists in the audience upset. Right, because you you have to go for that racist dollar. You gotta keep it racist. You gotta keep, you know, they're, they're, st- they're, they're solid monetary base. In fact, when every it's it's funny because everybody who asked me about why I'm into Tiki was that's that's one of the two questions that they asked me was do you really like the show South Pacific, which is odd because there's no really Tiki stuff in there at all. Uh, so, but but you know, I mean, the, the whole musical was written after Michener's. And Mitchner is the one who came back from World War II, 
his story is basically mm-hmm. – I mean I'm going to get serious here for a minute, I guess. Uh, Michener's story is a lot of middle America men who came back from being stationed in the South Pacific in the 40s. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they brought that whole thing back with them and that, that whole idea of Bally High that was like the fictional paradise that was just over the water, just out of reach – you know, and everybody told stories about this fictional place, and that you know, it was really fascinating. So that's why we're doing a Valley High thing. But um, yes, <laughs> that's why we're not doing Valley High on this show, right? But we're going to do a separate Valley High, um, <laughs> one that nobody's going to want to listen to over and over and over. Valley High over versions. and over and over and over and over. And over um, yeah. So yes, some Enchanted Evening. So so introduce the version that you want to do here. This version is off of an album called Hawaii Calls Exotic Instrumentals. This is a wonderful album. And uh, Webley Edwards was the creator of Hawaii Calls, which is one of the longest-running radio programs, was broadcast literally from a hotel on the beach in Waikiki from the late 40s all the way into the early 70s, I believe. Let's do it. Some Enchanted Evening from a great album called Exotic Instrumentals, Favorites of the Islands from Hawaii Calls Collection. Here, And it has a tiki on the cover. That is a cool... Oh, God! Ah! 
Okay, I just spilled a Mai Tai. Hold on. Oh, no, 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 no. We are currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Okay, I'm back. We're back. We're back. Just uh, we'll fix that Are in post okay. too. We'll, we'll fix that in post, Mr. Mr. Lush. Yeah. Can I request another song from South Pacific from uh, the exotic sounds of Martin Denny? Actually, the Quiet Village album, going along with the South Pacific theme that we're currently in. I would love for you to play Happy Talk. Oh, great song. That was another fun character in that show was uh, uh, Bloody, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, yes. Bloody Mary. She was a, a, a fun character. Okay. Not a racist character at all. No, well, she's absolutely. The, no. Not, not, a, not a tis- well, That's the way they are over there. <laughs> Look, Bloody Mary is the girl I love, and ain't that too damn bad. Bring it together. Bring it together. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you guys said, but it was funny watching you. Yeah. So, yeah, just so people wonder what we're talking about. When we're playing the tunes, I can't hear them, but I can only see them. So uh, it was funny. So yeah. Sean told me that I should not introduce the next song because it's your podcast. No, <laughs> that's fine. Do you have one, or do you want me to call uh, one, or what do you want to well, do? I'm, 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 well, At no, this rate, I, I, we're doing a three-hour podcast. <laughs> my OCD requires that the musicals be done together. Okay. Just because I have OCD. You're organized. No, yes. it's, it's total. No, it's not organization. It's OCD. It's, it's OCD. Okay. I take nobody, unfortunately, here has it, so it's nice to see sometimes. I take drugs for it, Laura. So it's kind uh, of. It's kind of. I'm sorry. Yay. So from South Pacific, what would be – I have a version of, of Some Enchanted Eating Evening, eating. <laughs> Some Enchanted Eating by uh, Haonanika Haliwai, who was one of the singers 
on Hawaii Calls. She did a record, and she did her version of Some Enchanted Evening. So here is, from an album that is not available digitally for the collectors out there, it's from the album called Haonani, with an exclamation point, and it is one of the Hawaii Calls uh, solo artist records. Haonani Kahaliwai, say that ten times fast, with Some Enchanted Evening, not eating. Some enchanted evening You may see a stranger You may see a stranger Across a crowded room And somehow How Nani, how Nani had a had a low voice. He was an alto for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So, yeah. all right, let's let's move on. We've let's, got a lot of tunes. Let's, let's, let's mix it up. We've got a let's lot of tunes. Let's, let's leave the land of South Pacific. Okay, let's let's. Thank you. Did we do red sails in the sunset? No, we, we talked about it. We talked about we it. Did it. Yeah, no. Okay, we... so one one of the tiki standards or i should say one of the hawaiian standards red sails in the sunset which we talked about earlier so here is the hawaiians from their album what is their album hawaii tattoo this yeah hawaii tattoo because everybody needs one <laughs> here's red sails in the sunset
So, small technical glitch during that song. Red Sails in the Sunset by the Hawaiians from Hawaii Tattoo. That was from the uh, musical, uh, for, uh, in keeping with our theme, that was from the musical Provincetown Follies from 1935. Uh, now, fun fact, the lyrics were written by a man named uh, Jimmy Kennedy, and Jimmy Kennedy also wrote the lyrics and the song, The Teddy Bears Have Their Picnic. All right. That's that's not the name of the song. It's that's... called Teddy Bear's Picnic. Whatever. <laughs> Can I take you on that? <laughs> we'll fix it in post. We're, we're going to fix that in post. All right. So now, now, Sean, I think you need to introduce a tune. Which tune would you like to do? Uh, let's keep with Martin Day. All right. From from Exotica Three. Okay. And how about Hello, Young Lovers? Great. Hello, Young Lovers, from which musical? It's from The King and I. The King and I. Here you go. Martin Denny from The King and I. Hello, Young Lovers. The bells, the bells. Sorry. <laughs> the, so there's, there's, there's no musical of that. There's no musical of that until Disney did it. Right. That's right. The, uh, the yeah. Hunchback of Notre Dame didn't come Hunchback out until Notre Dame. much later. Okay. Claude Rains. Claude Rains. 
Yes. All right. Let's move on. Let's do another one here. Let's uh, see what we got. 